Today's episode of the WAC Podcast is brought to you by Hercules Tires, the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference. Now here are your hosts, Eric Danner and Rachel Vigil. What's going on, everybody? Eric Danner, Rachel Vigil coming at you with another episode of the WAC Podcast. We're going to have a fun-filled one talking with two fabulous female athletes in the WAC. Eric, how are you? How was your weekend? Doing well, Rachel. It's kind of funny. We were talking last week. We did the podcast kind of later in the week and said, oh, we probably won't need to do a segment one because how much news is going to happen in the middle of July between, you know, Thursday and Monday. But uh, lo and behold, we, we did have some news that we, <laughs> we're going to talk about today uh, before we get to, yeah, two of the, the best uh, female student athletes in the WAC this year, the winner of the Stan Bates Award and the winner of the Joe Kearney Award, uh, Annie Olida and uh, or Annie Olida. We got some clarification on the pronunciation of her name from, straight from the horse's mouth. And also Allie Choate from Seattle U. We're going to have both of them on the show this week. It'll be a good conversation between all of us, that's for sure. And yeah, let's start with the new news happening in the WAC. And Chicago State has a new men's basketball coach. They hired Gerald Gillian, who comes from Samford University. So Lance Irvin, uh, parting ways with Chicago State, want to wish him well. Always was a, a mm-hmm. fantastic guest on the uh, podcast or anytime we had a chance to talk to him. But uh, I know Chicago State very excited to have Coach Gillian. And he has a, a relationship with Elliot Charles, the athletic director there, as they, they've both worked together in the past. So some familiarity there. And, of course, Chicago State's always one of those schools that uh, you, you never know when, when they're going to get things going. Uh, obviously, a lot of talent in the city of Chicago, uh, quote from Rod Strickland. I, I know before your time, Rach, but uh, Rod was a great NBA player from Chicago, and he said he worked alongside uh, Gerald as a colleague. He's an extremely hard worker, high basketball IQ, so all the things you want to hear about a, a basketball coach. We'll look forward to seeing what he puts on the court this upcoming fall and winter, and then let's stick with the basketball trouble and queen Jamario Jones, two famous Aggies down there in Las Cruces. They're playing in some basketball tournaments this weekend. Watching sports center the other night, Rachel, and lo and behold, the number two play a Jamario Jones alley-oop, something that we saw uh, several times in the whack. So he was playing in this TBT tournament. They called the basketball mm-hmm. tournament, which was being held on ESPN. Uh, it was a big deal. Uh, it, it kind of gets to be a bigger deal every year. I know last year when the pandemic was going, it was one of the few sporting events you could watch. Uh, so people were excited about that. But the traveling queen also playing in that and also uh, get catching the eyes of some scouts. So we'll like, look to see if traveling will get invited to an NBA camp, which uh, will be here sooner than later. I mean, we're in the NBA finals, but the NBA draft is just about right a week around the way. And then they're going to be in training camp. Yeah, it's crazy. And yeah, so that tournament is, I believe it's a million dollars. Whoever comes away with winning the whole thing. Yeah, Yeah. they win a million dollars. The team does. So um, it definitely is. I was watching a few games and there were a lot of people in the stands too. I feel like a lot of people are wanting to get back out and then obviously see a lot of the famous people that they watched in college hoops to see them back out there too is always fun and exciting to see. Um, But yeah, a lot a lot of fans in the stands for those games, which was cool to see. And um, as always, we wish Trev and Jamario all the best as they move forward in their careers. And we've also got Utah Valley softball with the new head coach as well. Stacy Mae Johnson left the program a few weeks ago, took a job at Fresno State, and they've already hired a replacement, Cody Thompson, who comes from the University of Utah, so not too far away there in Salt Lake City. Uh, going up mm-hmm. to Orem has been a part of the Utes uh, softball program since 2005 and uh, perennial power there. So 
certainly uh, will look to get Utah Valley uh, near the top of the WAC standings and uh, or continue what uh, Stacey Mae Johnson, some of that foundation she laid as well. And it's going to be a very competitive season for softball with so many teams going into the tournament and such. So uh, obviously we've got a couple of months where I feel like we just finished the softball and baseball season, although it was now two we months did. ago, we, we did which is crazy. It. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like it was just like last week and it's already been two months, but we got a little bit of time, but excited to see what they put out on the field as well um, come next year. But we also kind of have a sad part of the podcast because we are saying goodbye to one of our own yeah, Vicki Eggleston is leaving the WAC after 12 years, and we never had her on the show. That was one of the few uh, people uh, that we didn't uh, have a chance to get on. Now we won't have a chance to get on. This is her final week. Uh, she came to the WAC in December of 2006. She oversees creative services in the conference and uh, marketing as well. So her official title, Assistant Commissioner of Creative Services. So Vicki's done a great job. So a lot of the graphics you see on the show here are, are all around, you know, whether it's press releases or whether it's, you know, the graphics that we use on, on the WAG Digital Network, a lot of those were created by Vicki, who's done a great job over that time and certainly want to wish her well as she uh, moves on from college athletics. Yes, we do. And I know she's very excited for the next step in her career and um, she's going to be working with some kids too. So it's going to be awesome to see. And she's like the perfect person to do this job. So again, we are wishing her the best of luck moving forward already. Well, let's talk about some more incredible female athletes that we're going to have on. So Ane Olaita, again, I want to make sure we get that one correct. We've been mispronouncing it for quite some time now, but we're excited to have her in the next segment here on the Watch Podcast. Hercules Tires is the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference and for over 65 years has been providing tires with unbeatable quality at an unmatched value. Whatever the vehicle and whatever the terrain, Hercules Tires invites you to ride on our strength. For a retailer near you, visit HerculesTires.com. Welcome back to the WAC Podcast. Eric Danner, Rachel Vigil coming at you with a very special guest, Ani Olaita from CBU Women's Basketball is with us, the Player of the Year. Ani, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? We're good. We're like doing well. Things are slowly starting to get back to normal. And I know you actually just got back home, or you got back to California from home, which is Spain. How was that trip? Uh, it was a long trip. Um, I was a bit tired, but the plane was busy. Like it was not empty at all. And then the airport was busy as well. So it was just nice to see people, but it was annoying because I had to wait more than before. But it was good. <laughs> Now, Ani, coming from Spain, uh, what, what was that trip like? Uh, I, I have some relatives overseas, and they haven't been able to, to get back to the United States, those kind of things. Were, were you at all worried uh, that you might have to stay in, in Europe longer than you expected? Um, it was nice to be home. Uh, I think every time I'm here for 10 months, then I need a break from this place and from basketball and just from everybody. Um, home is a great energy source for me. Um, but, yeah. Um, I was a bit worried that I wasn't going to be able to come back, but um, I'm, I'm here, so I'm happy about that. That's all that matters. I, I actually want to go back to March of 2020 when this pandemic really started. And were you at all nervous that you weren't going to be able to go back for maybe two plus years? I know it was probably like a year and a half for you, but were you at all nervous when you thought you may not be able to go back at all? Well, I remember I was back home and it, my whole team was over here and I wasn't able to come back until August. Um, but yeah, it was 
it was weird. Uh, the situation was just not typical and well, just hoping everything would be better little by little. And it's going better now. So you were able to go back then at the yes. start of the pandemic. Uh-huh. Oh, good, good. I'm happy to hear that. Uh-huh. Now, Ane, were you able to maybe take advantage of that? I know when you came back this year, when, when we talked to your coach, Jared Olson, before the season started, he was raving about your improvement in the off season. Were you able to kind of throw yourself into basketball during during the pandemic? Well, not much basketball because I couldn't go outside. Like I was in lockdown. But I remember me and my brother will get up in the morning and he will always tell me to work out and we work out together. And I feel like thanks to him and the work ethic we had that summer, I was I was fit and I was able to just roll with it. Well, it obviously worked considering you were the preseason player of the year and the player of the year, plus just an incredible season overall for the Lancers. What was the most challenging part of this season with all of the COVID protocols and everything else like that? Well, the most challenging thing was just to take care of ourselves. Like when we went out like to the supermarket, or like even around campus, just to be aware that if you get the virus, then everybody on the team has to do quarantine. So. I think that was the most challenging part. And thankfully we didn't have that many situations, but um, we had a few and it was it was just bad at that time. We're talking with Ani Olida, the, as uh, Rachel mentioned, the WAC player of the year. She also won the Joe Kearney award as the top female student athlete in all of the WAC, all the sports, not just basketball. Uh, Ani, uh, getting an award like that, uh, that's not even a, a just a basketball award, that has to make you feel pretty good, doesn't it? Um, yeah, um, when I saw that, I was just shocked. Um, I would have never thought that I would get that recognition. Uh, I remember my first year, I couldn't even understand my coach or my friends, not even a teacher. And now being, well, just getting that reward is just amazing. What advice would you give to somebody who was maybe in your shoes a few years ago that maybe didn't speak English or, you know, is coming to a new country that they don't know? What advice would you give to them? Well, I mean, there's obviously times that they're challenging for somebody that's, they're out of like comfort zone. And like, I think my biggest thing was that you have to like, just rely on yourself and just don't look back, just go ahead and just, Hang out with people that know English, then you'll learn English. And then once you're fine and comfortable, then you'll start to learn and talk more. But yeah, that's my advice. Well, honey, this year, what was one for the books for CBU? You guys went 26 and 1, 14 and 0 in the WAC. You won the conference and then you went to the uh, went to WAC Vegas, won the tournament there. Did you envision, did you have an idea? with the players you had coming back, like Brittany Thomas and Caitlin Harper and some players who are coming back from injury, that you would be able to gel like that and have a 26-1 and season this year? I had no idea that that was coming. <laughs> but um, I think it was just great. Like, new people came in, and also they were just great. Like, it was just all gelled. Like, we were all together. We were good on the court, and we were good off the court, and I feel like that helped. Um but yeah, we're just excited for the next season as well because we're almost the same people and new people now, but yeah. What needs to happen for that same chemistry, worth ethic, everything else to come together to have a season like you did last season? Um, I'm not 
sure. Um, I think we just need to get into the gym, practice like we did last year. Um, and just, I would say, have fun with each other. Ani, you recently announced that you were coming back next year. I know you had the opportunity to, to, to leave or come back uh, with that extra year, the COVID year. What, what were some of your reasons for coming back to CBU this year? Actually, it was a long time to decide. I had no idea what to do. Um, but I decided to come back because mostly the people here, um, I love my teammates. It's great. Um, last year was the best year I had with my friends, and it was just amazing to be on a team that everybody takes care of everyone. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to hop on for another year. Well, Ana, it is so much fun to watch you every single time you take the court. I know Eric and I have talked plenty about how much fun it is to watch you and the rest of your team. So thank you so much for hopping on, and we look forward to seeing you this upcoming season. Thank you so much for having me. That is Ani Olida, the winner of the Joe Kearney Award. Coming up next, we're going to have the winner of the Stan Bates Award, Ali Choate from Seattle U. You're listening to the WAC Podcast. We would like to thank our sponsors of the WAC Podcast, Hercules Tires and Adidas. Now, back to Eric and Rachel. Welcome back to the WAC Podcast. Eric Danner, Rachel Peel, joined by our Stan Bates Award winner, Ali Choate. Ali, how are you today? I am fantastic. <laughs> I love that. We, okay, so I want to give a little backstory to everybody listening. We were just talking about how it was 110 almost in Seattle a couple of weeks ago. And Allie was, it was like a 20 degree difference, but things are back to normal. It's like 80 degrees, which is summertime weather in Seattle. Have you been able to do anything fun? Um, yes, I um, actually just had my uh, graduation party this last weekend. Um, so I was able to go back home, which is Yelm, Washington. Um, it's like an hour and a half, like South from here. Um, and I was able to meet up with my family and friends. Um, they have a pool, so everybody got to go in the pool and everything. Um, and I also got to celebrate it with my cousin who just graduated high school, which was me. Well, that's always fun, Allie. Now, uh, Explain to people what the uh, block system is at Seattle U there, because it's a little different maybe than, than some other schools. You guys go to school maybe a little later than uh, than other schools and maybe start a little bit later, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we start school like, um, I think it's like mid-September, maybe? Um beginning of September, something like that. I know we start practicing before we actually go to school. Um, but yeah, we are on um, the quarter schedule. Um, and then is this is this what you're asking about? <laughs> yeah, well, it's okay. just different from other schools that oh. you know, usually they start either in mid-August or the end of August, and then they're done, like uh, GCU was done in April, but uh, you guys were going to school through the end of June. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so unfair. Like I know whenever we play that we always play them on their senior night. And they like, got to hang out by like the pool all day or whatever, like, um, and they get to like play in whack conference with like no school and we're like in midterms just dying. <laughs> so yeah, it is kind of weird, but it is normal, I guess, in Washington for it to be that way. So well, let's talk about the Sam Bates Award real quick. Obviously, congratulations. It's a huge honor for anybody to get that award. So well-deserved, but you got it also. So for people that don't know, it's um, academic, community service, and then what you do on the field. So I want to talk a little bit about how you decided to go into teaching. Mm, okay. Well, 
Um, <laughs> it started in middle school. Um, I took a lot of like leadership ASB classes um, and just kind of um, fell in love with the idea of servant leadership, um, which is like um, a needs-based leadership model where there's not just like somebody on top telling everybody what to do, but like rather we're making meaningful connections. Uh, we're letting people know like um, that they're important, they're valued. Um, and I just had like so many great experiences um, at my middle school and it couldn't have happened without um, my teacher, Mr. Healy. Um, he's just been a mentor to me um, since then. Um, and he got me working in middle school camps. So I was, I was working in leadership camps over the summer. Um, and I think it was my junior year. Um, I was just working one summer and I just had this like epiphany of just like, I can't imagine myself doing anything else, but working with youth and making them feel empowered and loved and, um, and seen. Um, and so I switched from being like an ultrasound technician, which is the main reason that I like came to Seattle U was for that program, um, and took the humanities for teaching, um, uh, degree here at Seattle U. Um, and the degree is so awesome. Like I got to be in a classroom for my freshman year. Um, like I got to be in a classroom with kids, um, like working one-on-one -on -one or working in groups um, since my freshman year and on. And I got the privilege of working in three different schools. Um, and my senior year alone, I got a hundred hours, but I was able to accumulate like 400 plus like throughout my whole degree, which is, which is really cool. So. So Ali, what's the plan now? So did you have a, a teaching job lined up or do you have some more schooling first? Right. Um, so I have to get my certificate. Um, and I figured I might as well just get my master's with it. Um, so I am enrolled at um, WGU, the Western Governors University. It's like an online uh, master's program. Um, and so I should finish that in like a year and a half for two years. Um, and it'll be in middle school mathematics specialization because um, I want to teach math. Um, but I really want to coach too. I honestly just want to be with kids in any capacity. Um, <laughs> so, but um, yeah, so I'm doing that. And then right now um, I'm doing like tutoring. I just got back from a tutor session um, with a student who um, needs help with pre-calculus. Um, and I got a job at a local brewery in the meantime to make some bucks. So there you I'm go. Well, we can tell how passionate you are just by the way you speak about this. Uh, what portion of or what part of it do you really enjoy with like sitting down with kids? Because that's definitely not for everybody. You know what I mean? Some people, right. that's not what they want to do. So like what portion or part of it do you really enjoy the most? Hmm. Well, I'd say there's two parts. Um, uh, like it's really rewarding to work with students. Um who are struggling on a subject or a concept and like you spend like days, weeks, months, like trying to hammer down this idea and then finally like a light bulb clicks and they just like get it and like, oh, it feels so good. Like, cause they're just so confident and excited and like 
um they just like feel so prepared um and feeling like I was a part of that process and a part of that growth um is something that I just like cherish and it just like feels so good um the other portion to teaching is um I just think about like when I was a middle schooler and how like oh you're just so like you just felt just so awkward and like you just wanted to be seen and you you, you just like wanted to know that like you were accepted in a way. Um, and I had so many educators throughout my life who made me feel seen and like um, made me feel like I was capable of doing great things. Um, and like, I wanna do that. Like I want kids to know that they're capable of doing amazing things. I want kids to know that they're loved. I want to know like their hobbies and their quirks and like, all of that, like I just love being a part of students' growth and really making like meaningful relationships with them. Cause like based on my own experience, like I know how impactful those are and like how long they last, so. We're talking with Ali Choate, the winner of the 2021 Stan Bates Award. And Rachel mentioned uh, the three components, uh, both academics, also community service, and then athletics is also part of this. Uh, great season again for you, Allie, uh, your third time being first team all whack and you get to win the whack softball tournament title on your home field. I have to imagine that had to have been one of the athletic highlights of, uh, of your career. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was so surreal. Um, it, I felt like I wasn't even in that game. Like I felt like I, I was having like an out of body experience of the whole entire thing just because of like, um, I'm just so like grateful for this experience. I'm like coming from a really small town um, and like my whole family growing up that, in that town and being able to look up in the stands and see all of them. And it, it didn't matter how I performed or like if we even won the thing, but like to know that I was surrounded by so many people that like supported me and loved me. And then looking into the dugout and seeing just like, my teammates just going wild and crazy and like playing so fearlessly um, was just so inspired, like so inspiring. Um, that's what made my experience here at Seattle U so amazing was my teammates. Like they are just so compassionate, so loving. Like I've never been a part of a team where I like felt this sisterhood and like um, just this ability to be so empathetic with each other like I think that's why we were so effective these past couple of years is we worked so hard um on our culture and um the bond that we have on our team um but back to your question yes winning the WAC tournament <laughs> on our field crazy like so crazy like um I swear half the town of Yelm was there even during COVID but there was they had masks on. It was all good. <laughs> Let's talk real quick about COVID. How much more re rewarding was it to win the title in such a crazy year? Um, wow, I haven't thought about that. Um, I guess, like, because for a large, like, um, I feel like a huge portion of the season, um, it was kind of like, we just got it get through this like this is hard like it's one thing to be like traveling every weekend um like as 
during a pandemic like that's like just anxiety inducing and like thinking about your family you know and then there's also like okay now school's online so we can't even like kind of leave that at home like we have to take that with us and then the idea that like we're our bubbles are so small now like we're only hanging out with our team we don't get to see our our friends and our family like for the first portion of the season, it was really hard and we had to make a lot of sacrifices. Um, so being able to like hunker down and win that WAC championship just meant like so much because of everything we had to sacrifice. Um, and also like, it just was such a confidence boost, I think for especially like the, the, um, the girls who are just there, like knowing like, hey, this wasn't a one year fluke. Like we're we're here for the long haul, like Seattle University, like you better watch out. Like this program's going somewhere, you know? Um, like having the back-to-back -back titles uh, was just huge, I think, getting our name out there. Ellie, I'm a little disappointed because last time I saw you was in Seattle and you had the uh, red hair. And now, now it's gone. It was good. The good luck charm. I thought. I know that, and um, the possum power. That too. Yeah. <laughs> now what oh is that? Gosh. That's a. It's a little possum. A little possum puppet. Can that we get the our... story behind that? Um. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, me and Allison Matriotti are just goofballs. Like, I mean, there's a lot of other girls on the team that are goofballs too. Um but we just like to keep it fun and light um, because it can be like a very stressful game at times. Um, and I don't actually know the origin of this, but we like are just known to be like scrappy ball players, you know, and like, um, like just being a small school, like we have to be tough. Like we have to hold our own, you know? Um, and I I think we watched like a possum video or something, but then all of a sudden we just started like hissing at each other and bouncing around and half of the team loved the idea. The other half of the team absolutely hated it. And it was just this ongoing thing um, that just brought a little bit of laughter, a little bit of like um, excitement, some smiles, some glares, you know, um, but it was mostly just me and Allison who made it up. So, yeah. Those are the memories, though, that you'll have forever and ever. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. Well, Allie, I, we want to say thank you for hopping on and sitting down and chatting with us. And again, congratulations on the award. Incredible honor for sure. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> we want to thank our guest today, Allie Choate from Seattle U. Also, we had Ani Oleda or Ani Olida from California Baptist. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the WAC Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at waxsports.com.